Hello and thank you for listening to episode 381 of 60MW and the Review Roundup show for May, June and July 2021. I'm Dave and opposite me, reclined on a satin chaise lounge. Satin. Be stained too easy, that word. Sipping on a cocktail and being fanned by four naked oiled up men. It's Tina. Hello. Oh, I don't know if I can speak really because I'm being fanned by... I was going to say, my fanny's being fanned by... (laughs) What? Does it take four men to do that? Yeah, it's that big. It's like the Mersey Tunnel. Like me gob. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for joining me. It's it's a pleasure and an honour now that you've hit the dizzy heights of the popularity of the TNA show that you do with Amy. I'm... I'm honoured that you've lowered yourself to be on a review roundup show yes, with me. Yes, I know. I'm very important. Mm. And um, not only am I very beautiful, of course, mm. and sensually um, uh, some word that I can't think of, but, <laughs> but I'm also number one in all the charts. Yes. And Harry Style wants to make my tea for me. Is that it now? Yes. All, all from... One episode where you talked about... Um, Mayonnaise in Amy's knickers, mainly. Yes. <laughs> An in-depth analysis of Fifty Shades of Grey. It was it was pretty in-depth, wasn't it? Mm. Fifty Shades of Shite. Yes. Is what we came, the conclusion that we came to. Yeah. Yeah. You all thought, oh, two women talking about Fifty Shades of Grey. But in fact, we ripped it a new arsehole, didn't we? Yes. You yeah. fisted it a new arsehole. They, look, we just were saying things that they say in the film and one part of it is she's got to sign a a sexual contract with Christian Gay and she says, no, I'm not going for the vaginal or anal fisting. I really love that Amy's first words on the podcast after joining the 60MW team Mm. are fist me. I know. I think it's great that that's her introduction. Yeah. To everybody. It's funny, really, because the first time you actually spoke to her, she sort of mentioned that, didn't she? Yeah, it did take me by surprise. She's very rude. Yes. She is very, very rude. But she very, sounds But very posh. knowledgeable as well, which is good. She's incredibly... Uh, in all seriousness, she knows more about film than... Uh, but but then it, it's, it's weird, really, because she's so knowledgeable about film and so academic about it as well, because we're, all three of us have got degrees mm. in some way about film, because my one of my degrees is in history with film. Mm. Amy's is pure film. Mm. But then she knows about you know, sort of classic film, a lot like, uh, you know, a lot of foreign film, like Mm -hmm. Thomas Vinterberg and like um, He Who Shall Not Be Named. Yes, Ingmar Bergman, (laughs) more of that later. But she doesn't know about things like Samurai Cop and and Shotgun. So we're sort of educating it. We've always got loads to talk about. A day doesn't go by where we don't talk about the films that we mm-hmm. we've watched yeah. and encourage each other to watch. So it's really, she's a you know not only is she one of my best friends, we have really great conversations mm-hmm. about film with a lot of swearing. Yeah, yeah. So if you haven't heard the uh, <clears throat> the first TNA show, have a listen to it now. Yeah, um, go and listen to it yeah. now because it's well funny. And as we sit here, the uh, <laughs> the second show shall be recorded quite soon. Yes, next week we're going to record our uh, second show, and this time it's going to be about Predator. <laughs> Did, was that good? We, be, we all we do is talk to each other in voices like this. <laughs> Only I think I'm better at doing Arnie than she is, because she ends up sounding like she's from like Kazakhstan or. Yes. There's something to look forward to. Yes, us talking like this for four hours. <laughs> I've been trying to get her to say, get to the chopper. Can she say it? Because she's quite posh, isn't she, Amy? She's quite like this, you know, and she's going, get to the chopper. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Amy. Get to the chopper. <laughs> no, that's wrong. So we know what to expect in the next TNA show. Yes, me taking the piss out of her <laughs> <Yes>. being posh. <laughs> right, this is the May, June and July show. Three months. Um, let's catch Can't up. Can't believe it's three I months. I know, it's gone really quick. Facts Can't and believe. figures. We'll start with some facts and figures. During that time, 
73 reviews went onto the website. Good God, really? Of which six were book reviews, 52 were TV and film, 14 video game reviews, and one live event review. Who went out? Oh my God. Who left the house? (laughs) Who was it? There were 67 news items, bringing a total to 140 different things went on the website during that time. Well done, Dave. Well, considering at the end of July... Uh, nine days, took nine days off, completely offline, didn't do anything uh, podcast related. So that was a nice little break. Um, mm. Plus, of course, with working full time now, the numbers have gone down from what it was. But yeah. I still think, you know, over that period, that's a pretty healthy thing. Lots to read. And, you know, podcasts went on there at the same yeah. time, too. So, <coughs> Oh, excuse me. I've got a frog in my throat. <laughs> I'll show you the cough button for next time. Oh, OK. Where is it? Well, I'll show you next time. Okay. I'm not going to tell you now. <laughs> do I have to signal you? Like, how do I signal I'm going to cough to you? Do I have to go... <coughs> yeah, you have to, to let you know yeah, that I'm going to cough? you have to cough first and okay. then let me know. Okay. Uh, right, let's go through some things. Uh, I just want to give a shout out to my daughter, Megan, for her book reviews. Yes, well done, Meg. Yes. Uh, she's been putting quite a few on there since we started, but she had a bit of a run of them hmm. lately. Um, she's now got a new full-time job, so... I doubt she'll be writing as many reviews, but it's always good to get some book reviews on there. Yeah, That's always nice. Uh, And to Chris as well, there's a couple, well, for the period that we're covering, there's a couple of Evercade reviews. If you don't know, the Evercade is a retro gaming handheld machine. Go and have a look at Chris's in-depth reviews on there. They're really interesting. And um, there's a couple more done up there this month in August. So uh, if you're into retro gaming, plenty to read about from Chris. And yes, the first live event review that I've... uh, I've written the first live event that I've attended. Well, actually, no. I did attend a live event in February 2020. You oh. wrote the review for it. And that's because I was up on stage myself. <laughs> Wasn't I? Wasn't yeah. I? With Sean. With Sean Ryder. Sean Ryder, your mate. Yes, I hosted a, a an evening with Sean Ryder. That so was a good laugh. That was a good it? laugh. So that was February 2020, but the last one that I attended and wrote um, was January 2020, a gig in Liverpool that I went to with Megan, my daughter. Mm. So it was nice to get out and about, start live reviews again, went to Manchester and reviewed John Cleese, an evening with John Cleese run by Monopoly Events, uh, who we've, well, we've partnered up with them for a good few years yeah. now. We've covered quite a lot of theirs. They the do love some of sci-fi, great stuff, don't they? The yeah. love of horror. There's, there's loads of stuff that we've covered from them over the years. Again, if you haven't read the reviews on the website, go and have a look. Um, so, yeah, that was really nice. On to our favourite things. That have been reviewed on hang the website. Hang on a minute, hang on, hang on. You're galloping now like the end of Game of Thrones, <laughs> which nobody wants. We want a, a nice, considered, I know, you know, what was John Cleese like? How close were you? Did he cough on you? Did he do a COVID test before John, he went on stage? John Cleese was very good. We saw him. Yeah, it was years ago. In 2011 yeah. on his alimony tour, <laughs> it was called. And that was at the Lowry in Manchester, was it, that we saw him? Yeah, I think so. It was uh, in Manchester it's quite a, anyway. It was, yeah. it was a big, um, it wasn't obviously arena size, but it was big enough. Whereas this was a very intimate evening with him at the Bowlers Exhibition Centre, which is close to the Trafford Centre in, um, in Manchester. And I'd say there was about 130 people there. That actually would be perfection to see somebody, wouldn't yeah, it? I know it it's was... probably because of... COVID yeah, yeah, it was really well run, as all the Monopoly events always are. Um, well, seeing what was behind him as well, I thought it looked fantastic. Yeah, they got the big screens yeah. that kept changing with all photographs of him and, of course, the Monty Python crew and films that he'd been in, Faulty Towers, obviously. Uh, but he was on stage for just over an hour and a half, of which mm. part of that obviously was Q&As from the audience. Yeah, he was he was really funny. Yeah. And by his own admission, he's at the age now where he doesn't give a fuck what yeah. he says. Yeah. So yeah. he was he just anything and anybody. It was so funny because he's obviously got such great love for all of the Monty Python yeah. team, but especially Michael Palin. Yeah. And he <laughs> he shows his love for him by constantly taking the piss out of him, <laughs> which is good. Um, well, that's two pythons we've been up close to now. Yeah. Well, we were front row. We were quite literally about. Six to eight feet away from Michael Palin. I was Palin. actually on top of Michael Palin. I thought we weren't going to mention that bit. I can't help myself. You were lucky not to you get know thrown I out. La- you know that I've got a real thing about Michael Palin and have done since I was about mm-hmm. 13. I know what that thing is for Michael Palin too. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I Yeah, I would. If he 
if he rocked up here now and said, Tina, come away with me. I'm 78. He might even be older than that. I'm 78 and a half. I'm really, really old. I can't make love to you in the way that you'd like me to, but will you run away with me? I'd be off. I'd just say, sorry, Dave, see ya. Yeah. yeah. If it was Jason Momoa standing there, Chris Hemsworth mm. and Michael Palin in the middle, little old Michael Palin, mm. I'd sort of think, oh, God, Jason Momoa. I probably might say... Michael, can you just hang on a minute while I have a quick grope of Jason? Hmm. Um, but then, you know, I would always go for... I was going to say Jason. <laughs> <laughs> I would always go for Michael Palin yeah. because he is my one true love. Him and Timothy Dalton. You'd like to do what? Around Michael Palin in 80 minutes? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Probably take about two minutes, wouldn't it? And he wouldn't know what was going on because he's probably got, you know, because he's old now. That would be it. Yeah. He'd probably go, what are you doing? <laughs> Why are you taking my trousers off? I've been to Borneo, you know. Mm. But he was good. We saw, so like you said, it's Michael Palin, John Cleese. We've seen them both now, yeah. which is really good. Um, the Michael Palin thing was um, for his book, wasn't it? Yeah. You've uh, read about the book, the show. You? Yeah, it's a great book. It was a really good evening as well. He talked, you know, the questions at the end were the usual people standing there going, Oh, do the voice of Gumby. And you're like, oh, shut the fuck up. But yeah. uh, <laughs> he he gave a talk about the Erebus. And I don't know if any of you out there have seen a programme. It was made by an American company, but it was on BBC Two over Christmas in Britain mm. called The Terror. And we gave it away, didn't we? The the box set of The Terror. Kieran Hines is in it. It's very good. Um, and that, that's about the Erebus. The very same boat, but it's obviously it's made up. But Michael Palin's book about the, the real Erebus is a really good historical read. Mm -hmm. It is. And he went there, didn't he? He well? did, yeah. He did yeah. Um, a lot of research. John Cleese hasn't done that. He's not. Has I he? have to say, though, I read a lot. And I really love autobiographies. And I like to listen to a lot of audio books and absolutely, without any question of a doubt, John Cleese's autobiography, mm -hmm. read by him, is the funniest thing I have ever heard, ever. If I, ever I feel a bit like, oh, I don't know what to listen to or I feel a bit meh, I put that jo John Cleese talking about his mother is honestly, if you don't piss yourself literally listening <laughs> to him, he, it is amazing. There's a good uh, good review for you. Well done, John Cleese. <laughs> box sets. Let's talk about box sets. Oh, the many, many box sets. Because during May, June and July, oh my God. four box set reviews went on the website. Two yeah. of them I wrote, two of them you wrote. Yeah. Columbia Noir, mm. Volume 3. Yeah. You always do the um, noirs, I always do the Columbia you? Noir yeah. reviews. Yeah, they're from Powerhouse Films. They <clears> indicate <throat> a series of releases. Very, very good. Yeah. Uh, Hammer, volume six. God, for six I know. And so you always do the Hammer ones I always ones do the Hammer well. ones, yeah. and I've reviewed all six now up to now. And again, they're from yeah. Powerhouse Films in their indicate yeah. a series of releases. And then two the box sets that you reviewed mm. is Years of Lead yeah. and Vengeance Trails, and both yeah. of those are from Arrow Films. Yeah. Uh, and I wrote them down because... I think all four are worth mentioning. Oh, God, um, yeah, absolutely, yeah. I mean, the Columbia Noir one, we've, we've talked about volumes one and two in the past, mm. uh, and this just continues the great work. It, it does, I guess it does give us another chance. We can talk like this, see? Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> oh, honey, <laughs> you're going to take me to the show tonight? No, I might have another dame, see? That's not fair. Oh, don't slap me. Ouch. Oh. You've broken the microphone. Oh. And that's how all the films go. Actually. Yeah, no, mainly. They yeah. are really good. They are great. We take the piss, but it's it's hard work when you have a box set. Oh, God, I'm going to mention Ingmar Bergman again. It's hard work when a, we get a lot of films and we don't pull a face at any of them because we realize you know how much work goes into them and we're always grateful no. well yeah and it's good because <clears throat> we're at the point because we've been going so long and we are where we are with 60 mw now that we're that we're in a very lucky position that well not just luck we have worked bloody hard at it it's well, not yeah. all just down to luck yeah but 
we can we get offered a lot of things a lot, to yeah. review and mm. um, we're in the position where we can say and in most cases we have to say purely for time mm. yes we can do that mm. yes we'll do that no we can't do mm. that and we say it's mainly no. tv that we don't do isn't yeah it? because that's very well everything's time consuming mm. and we're not moaning because I know it's oh you get this for free and blah 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 and it's again it's not the re we don't get sent the retail boxes we get no sent we just get a disc don't we we just get but a we, disc we do realise we're in a fortunate position that we do get to watch things before it's released and we well I don't don't even think it's that it's like we watched Dune the other night the four K of Dune. Mm. So I don't think it's a case of us watching things early. I think it's a case of us ha watching things that we would never watch otherwise. Because not only could we not afford to buy mm. all these many, many box oh, sets. Oh, yeah, of course. But <clears throat> I would look at something like Vengeance Trails and think, I'd really like to see that. It's it's sort of four, Westerns. <laughs> four Westerns, my favourite genre. And then I'd sort of look at the price and think, mm, I can't mm. really, you know. So that in that way, we're lucky that we get to see films that we wouldn't normally. And we're lucky that we're in the position now that we can, whereas when we first started, it, we'd said yes to everything. Yeah. Um, whereas now we pick and choose more and it'd be, yeah. yes, let's have a look at that. It looks mm. quite interesting. And sometimes mm. they're really good and sometimes they're not. And if they're not yeah. good... Um, hopefully everybody out there knows that we're right but mm. in our opinion mm. we didn't enjoy that but you know you might yeah. and yeah. again hopefully if you read enough reviews that are on the website you get to know the reviewers if you listen and again listening to the podcast you get to know us even better still and you can go oh, i agree my tastes are more in line with dave's or with yours or mm. with chris or whoever mm. yeah. and you'll go if they say it's good normally i like it mm. and if they say it's bad normally i don't but there's mm. exceptions to everything mm. isn't there yeah absolutely yeah the really good box sets the two that i did in particular the years of lead were uh not really noirish but um italian cop thrillers from mm. the 70s none of which i'd seen before we hadn't seen any of them had we now all of which i read about maybe watched the trailer and thought god this is, looks really oh god am i gonna like it but it's just such a quirky different box set with these films in that are just like nothing i've ever seen before mm -hmm. i almost giallo in a way yeah yeah but then again not mm. but so italian um and just a great box set just really really enjoy even the films that i i was a bit um, about um, didn't really think that was amazing it was still good yeah yeah and as a whole the whole box set together worked really well you know the interviews and everything it just made me want to eat spaghetti afterwards and and what did it <laughs> make you want to drink after not only what after watching the years of lead box set but we've watched a lot of italian films yeah from the 1970s specifically yeah and there always seems to be <laughs> yeah we've noticed because every time we've watched them we've gone holy shit is there, there it is again bottles of what is it j and b j and b whiskey unbelievable yeah. turned around to face yeah. the camera in yeah. all you know in a product placement yeah. kind of way because we thought we thought perhaps it's jim bean an, nice. another label but it is you it's can still J buy it yeah yeah you can still buy it now you never see it but it seems to be buy it online the featured drink in we 1970s. need to buy a bottle of it just to see what i bet it's crap isn't That's it? it we can pretend we're italian yeah and in the 1970s so how do italians talk then what did I just say to you? You said... Bella, bella. Would you... Would you Ciao. Would, Ciao, baby. Would you like a drink of J&B? <laughs> yes, exactly said, what I said. You said. I wish I could speak Italian. It's beautiful language. Um, beautiful language. So, yeah, Years of Lead, uh, Italian... Um, Vengeance cop, Trails. Vengeance Trails. Oh, amazing. I mean, we, we both love Westerns anyway. Yeah, but what a cracking box set this was. And again, we'd never seen any of them. No, never seen any of them. And most of the people that were in Years of Lead were in Vengeance Trails. Yeah, it was a good crossover, Yeah, it was it? a great crossover. Mm. And the last film, Klaus Kinski, in, it was quite reminiscent of, I always get the wrong film, the ghosty Clint Eastwood one. It's High Plains Drifter. Yes. Yeah, I got it right this time. It was had a feel of that, didn't it? But almost like it was the best gothic western I've mm -hmm. ever seen. It was just hands down brilliant. All the films absolutely loved it. I like Vengeance Trails more than Years of Lead. 
I suppose I'm predisposed to like westerns yeah. more. But um, yeah, absolutely cracking box set. If you like westerns, just go and buy it. Yeah. Uh, and again, Columbia Noir Volume 3, uh, an essential purchase if you've picked up one and two. Films in that we'd never seen before. Hammer Volume 6. There was even Hammer films I've not seen before. Was there any pirate films in, that, in no, the No, that was, one? I think that was Volume 5. <laughs> it's been that long What's since it? I've reviewed them now that I'm forgetting what's in what. Uh, but yeah, powerhouse films now indicate a series of releases. Mm. I mean, we've been reviewing those for a long time now, yeah. and they are always great mm. releases. And the extras a, are always great. The aren't? extras are great, and there's <clears> always a hell of a lot of times where we'll go oh, we've never seen this yeah never even yeah not just never seen it never even heard of it yeah and yeah. then we've gone what an amazing mm. film this yeah. is they really put a spotlight on films that have been overlooked yeah, yeah well ones that were you know well known when they came out mm. but then i you know i suppose they sort of slipped a good from example con- fat city we'd never seen I was fat just city thinking had we? of that uh, one film that we've seen because we watch so many films like sometimes two a night to because we have so many films that we have to review mm. like box sets we've just had the ingmar bergman box set it was eight films and it doesn't seem like a lot but when you've got to watch a film for eight nights and then write about it it's hard mm. it, especially when it's the same direct it's really hard to try and think of something fresh to say yeah uh, you know it just is really hard but but that one is Fat City, it's got to be four years since it, we've seen it. It's, it's, it's quite really a while. stuck yeah. for the performances and the story and, yeah, it's Indicator. Indicator it's great. And of course, never you, have known about yeah, it. And if otherwise. you're listening to this and think, I don't know what Fat City is, go to, go to our website. There's a review yeah. on there. Just type Fat City into the search part of the website and it'll come up. Uh, so, yeah, four box sets, which, is, which has been sets. pretty good. I also want to bring up another 4K title. Um, because again we've been lucky enough we've been sent quite a few 4k titles uh babadook now we'd seen babadook before we went to the pictures to see yeah but do you remember when we used to go to the cinema yeah all those years ago those days (laughs) when it was safe so we were really looking forward to getting the the 4k uhd blu-ray of this and reviewing it and it didn't disappoint really good release i I saw it in a completely different way this time as well. It was nothing like my viewing experience from the the time we saw it in the cinema and the time we'd seen it on because we bought the Blu-ray afterwards. This time, it it just, it really moved me Mm -hmm. this time and I didn't see it in any way as a horror film. Mm. And I don't know if it was because of the sound design or probably more to do with the picture because you know you know what happens in it yeah you know yeah. it's like the storybook and but um yeah i wrote the review for this one and i actually found it quite a difficult thing to write about as well because it was for, i mean three times i've seen it and this time i watched it and it was it was a different film for me and it was wasn't a horror story it was a mental illness story mm-hmm. and i think it's probably more relevant now after the pandemic and what people have gone through and isolation Mm. and people being stuck in the house with their kids i think an awful lot of people will watch that film and come away from it and go shit Mm. that's a lot different now yeah after being through this you know so that was a bit depressing wasn't it sorry (laughs) about that no it's a good point though but it just shows how when you watch a film you know, multiple times more than one. You get something out of it the first time. And then second, third, fourth viewings, you can get something different out of it all the time. I've had loads of people say to me, because we're both big cinephiles. Everybody right. at 60 MWs are, are big cinephiles. And, you know, I'm presuming, especially people that listen to this show and the entertainment right. show and so on, are, are cinephiles themselves. Uh, so you'll get this, you know, when people come to you, why do you want to watch a film more than once? You've seen it, you know what happens. Uh, yeah. And sometimes you can't get across why you'll sit and watch a film more than once well, people read books more than once you listen to albums more yeah. than once you, know, yeah, you, do yeah. also, you look at works of art more than once it's it's creative outlet isn't it it's mm. something to be consumed and you do get more out of it 
each time you watch it. I mean, I have seen, and I've said this like loads of times on lots of podcasts, I've seen Dawn of the Dead, 1978, over a hundred times. Yeah. No exaggeration. And I love it every single time I watch it. Yeah. Even though I know the script back to front and everything that's going to happen. I don't know what I've watched that much. Probably, I don't know, probably Spartacus. Actually, I think the film that I've watched more than any other is probably Jason and the Argonauts. Mm. Maybe Clash of the Titans. Definitely Conan the Barbarian. Jaws. I think Conan the Barbarian is probably the film yeah. I've watched more than any other. And it's not even my favourite film. Blade Runner is my favourite yeah. film. But I think, yeah, I think it's probably Conan is the film. Yeah. Oh. Send us an email. Take You're it. having a laugh. I, I, keep say, I keep saying it just in the, the hope that somebody will. They won't. Send us an email. Take a few minutes Frederick to do it. Frederick might. Yeah. And let us know what the film is that you've watched the most. Yeah. And then uh, me and Tina will just we'll list a few. And if, if you do any. send us an email, we promise you a prize greater than the greatest riches of Byzantium. <laughs> There. Now, there. if that doesn't make you email, yeah. then nothing will. Yeah. What film have you watched the most? Yeah. Um, so I've got a film t to talk about. Go um, on, then. One that we, we haven't seen before. That uh, when you look at the cover of it, you think, meh. Starring... Is that what you thought? Did you see the cover? Wah. I thought, Wah. Wah. What a film. Wow, what if this sounds really, really shit. And it's called uh, Friendship's Death. And it was mm. one of the first ones we've had from the BFI. And if you read the synopsis of it, you think, oh, God, do I really want to watch this? And it stars Tilda Swinton and Bill Patterson, who was in... I'm trying to think what be... Oh, he's in Fleabag. He's Fleabag's dad. Mm. Some people might know him from. But he's, you know, he was in a lot of films in the 80s, wasn't he? Like oh, yeah. Bill yeah. Forsyth films and that. He's, he's a really, it's, you know, a bit good. of a, a legend in yeah, Britain, like isn't him. he? I do um, like him. So this film, well, I won't bother explaining to you what, what it's about. It's, except it involves aliens and orbs mm. and Tilda Swinton looking sort of like David Bowie. And nothing really happens in it. Does it? It's just... It's, but it, it's a two-hander with those yeah, two in a room. But it's a film that we we watched and I don't think a day's gone by that I haven't thought about mm -hmm. it. That it. And I can't put my finger on what it is. It's a it's an art film, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I... It's one of those films that I don't know how to explain it, really. I just really liked it. And have thought about it since and would watch it again. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's definitely a film that I would never have bought if it was free on, I think it's on the BFI player at the moment, uh, which is a subscription service in Britain, much like sort of Netflix, but they're just BFI films. But it is a film that if I looked at it and then read the synopsis of it, I go, mm, no, that sounds a bit... Mm. But it is, it's... It's what did you think of it? I really enjoyed it. I mean, we both sat there and yeah, because it's quite short, so it's just yeah. over an hour. Yeah, it's not a long film, yeah. and like you say, n not a great deal happens in mm. it. It's very dialogue heavy, yeah, it's which her, is good, though. Isn't it? it's, be it's good because you've got two really good actors yeah. who can deliver the she dialogue. She was very young when, when it was yeah. made as well. There's something about Tilda Swinton that's quite sort of Bowie-esque alien, because she was friends with David Bowie anyway. Mm. I think she was in quite a few of his videos, especially towards the end you know, when he found out he was dying. I think she's in, um, in a couple of his videos off the Black Star album. Um, but they, there is something about her in this film, I th and she is young in it as well, really young, yeah. that you could almost believe that she really is from another planet. Mm -hmm. Because she's just so believable yeah. in it. I do like Tilda Swinton a lot. If you haven't seen We Need to Talk About Kevin, that's a good Tilda Swinton yeah, film to watch. Good, yeah. She's his mum in it and she's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she's really she's good. She's also great in Orlando. Have you ever seen Orlando? I don't think I have. Virginia no. Woolf. Yeah. Oh, we've got Orlando. I should put it on. It's a, it's a story of a man that turns into a woman. Really? In Elizabethan days, it's like a time travel film. Okay, it's very again probably I would imagine that the BFI 
has released mm-hmm. that film as well. But her performance in it is no one else could be Orlando but Tilda Swinton. It's a good thing since we got in bed with the BFI, isn't it? We've again titles mm-hmm. that we would have oh yeah never have seen. Yeah. Uh, well, County here. Lines is... County Lines is, is absolutely yeah. incredible still. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's really, really good. <clears throat> and then what we've just had off the BFO again, I'm mentioning Ingmar Bergman. <laughs> <laughs> the eight-film box set of which I have toiled That's a through. really good... And I'm sure we'll bring it up in the next show because that yeah, review went up in next, August. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll get onto that in, into the next yeah. show. I won't bore you with that no. at the moment. <laughs> we have We have actually got a really good story to tell everybody about that film. We have actually, yes. Yeah. Mm. So the next review roundup show, yeah, we've got a cracking story. So I've got another another thing to talk about now before we carry it. on. Yeah. So we don't really uh, review TV stuff uh, unless it's um, sort of well established and I'm already familiar with mm. it. Or uh, if it's like a six part half hour comedy yeah. series or something. Uh, uh, yeah. Something short because and that is mainly to do with with you isn't it because mm. you would rather watch a film i would than, always um, rather watch a film than any tv show so ver- two tv things we watched very very quickly um like like mungo not like mungo <laughs> like mungo <laughs> like, the tv show. oh god like mungo imagine a tv show that you <laughs> kill yourself uh line of duty i'm along with a lot of people in Britain, don't know how popular it is in other countries, but in Britain, Line of Duty is so well established and so loved by the British public. Everything comes to a standstill on a Sunday night when it when the series is on. So this was supposedly the last ever series of Line of Duty, where we would find out who the eponymous H, in inverted commas, is, who is the ultimate bad guy. And I oh, was so excited and it was just like a massive wet fart. <laughs> it was the last episode was just such a fucking letdown, fucking BBC, you fucks. That, um, did, did you not yeah, like it? Did you not? I did like not. <laughs> no. I mean, the acting's all right, but fuck me. You know, if you're not going to give us some fireworks, don't fucking bother, mate. <laughs> Jed Mercurio, I'm talking to you. He's the writer. So I had to review Line of Duty and it pained You've me. You've reviewed every series. I've reviewed and I have loved every series mm. and I've been gripped by it as well, even though it's very complicated scripts and, and I was just so let down by it. But to make up for that, lovely Isabel at Fabulous Films sent us a box set. Now, Dave knows that i i love tv so i love dallas i love dynasty i love old 70s things that were on the telly like um oh things like this Mm. the thing that i'm going to talk about now which is called centennial which i had never heard of Mm. anything with richard chamberlain in like shogun or um where he's the priest ralph de brickabrack the Thornbirds, I couldn't think of what it's called then. The Thornbirds, I just, I absolutely love that old 70s TV, yeah. you know, over three nights, mm. stuff Epics. like that. Epics. So Centennial is is based on a book from the beginning of uh, sort of Frontiersmen that has a huge part um, about Indian heritage as well, you know, a natural native indigenous population of America before you know, just the Europeans moved there. So this is like the 1700s, probably just after the Boston Tea Party. And Richard Chamberlain stars in it. And it's just, you you didn't watch it all, but it's just absolutely glued to it. So if you love that sort of American big budget 70s shit. Sprawling epic. Sprawling epic that you can sit down on a Sunday afternoon, lie on the sofa, Put it on, fart. As you did, I'm sure. Of course while you I did. It. Of course I did. I didn't lie on the sofa, but I probably farted a few yeah. times. Because that's, well, I pooped. You know. yeah. I, did, I did actually feces in my pants, <laughs> unlike Amy who mayonnaises. Yeah. Um, oh, God, I'm thinking about it now. Yeah, but it's amazing. And I'd never heard of it. So I can never thank Isabel at Fabulous mm. Films enough for bringing the joy of Richard Chamberlain Centennial. to me. And he's got a ginger wig on as well. Nice. There are some classic wigs in that. 
There are some horrendous books in there. <laughs> it was fantastic, though. While we're on the subject of the lovely Isabel at Fabulous Films yeah. as well, if for some reason you don't follow us on Twitter, you really need to because... What if they haven't got fingers? If they haven't got fingers, I'm sure <laughs> they've got toes, maybe. What if they haven't got toes or fingers and they can't use their phone with their tongue? Nose. What if they haven't got nose? Penis. Right then. What yeah. if they're a woman? I've many people, I'm sure. What if they're a woman? Go on. Dare you to say vulva. <laughs> I dare you. Vulva. <laughs> oh my God, is that Vulva. Vulva, dear. Vulva. Um, yeah, fabulous films, along with a lot of other people, um, give us prizes to give away. Quite recently, Isabel very kindly sent us, um, and sent us a review copy of it as well, but we gave away the Blu-ray box set of The Office, The American Office, mm. the full season of it, 150 quid. Yeah. Um, and just before that as well, she sent us, um, oh, The Hulk complete yeah. series is what yeah. we gave that away as a prize. And the films. Yeah, and which includes the three films yeah. as well. So um, My sister's absolutely yeah. terrified of The Hulk, even just, now. You know, the usual nudge. Um, and that's not the only reason to follow us on Twitter, just because we give away a shitload of stuff. <laughs> there is. Yeah, but the thing is, some of the prizes that we give away a few times... Look, don't tell anybody that I'm telling you this now, OK? Dave's not listening. But a few times I've said to him, oh, what, what prize are you giving away? And he's gone, oh, bloody, bloody, blah, blah. And I've gone, oh, I'd quite like that. Can we win it? And do you know what he says? He says, fuck off, Tina. No, we can't. And we never do. And we don't either. No, it is. It's always it's completely random. I go to. I know you do. Some people have asked as well. I go to random.org and it, it's a random number generator and that's linked to it'll mm. come up with whatever number and it's okay. So whatever number that was. the. I've got my system for doing mm. it with each tweet and each retweet and it's, it's yeah. numbers um it's, it, it's fairly quick to do but it's completely random so that's well you've always got good, good competitions going yeah really? yeah mm. but twitter really is the best way to keep up to date with mm. what's happening at this end it's like if you didn't know if you just listened to the podcast and well thank you um but you wouldn't know that we took nine days off so why's the website quiet or whatever or, mm. so it's, it's a good way of keeping up to date Anyway, this is also a very long-winded way of getting around to Isabel, fabulous films. She sent us a review film. Now, I think you'd seen it before, but I'd never seen it. Swimming with Sharks. Yeah, I've seen it. I've, I'd never seen it before. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I saw it in the cinema when it came out, and then I really liked it a lot because I really... Oh, I'm going to say his name. <gasps> well, Kevin Spacey. Well, I got into a Twitter talk with somebody after reviewing this film. It's because Isabel made me laugh because she writes the press releases <laughs> she, and she wrote funny. probably my favourite press release I've ever seen to do with swimming <laughs> with sharks. It was hilarious. Which, uh, it was something along the lines of, yes, we've released a film starring Kevin Spacey, starring as a something or other. Um, don't blame me. I just write the press releases. Yeah, we don't yeah. care what we really blah, yeah. blah, blah. It was really funny. Uh, but you would get people especially now, who would go, Kevin Spacey film, burn it. Yeah. Wouldn't they? Yeah. Do and you want to have that conversation? No, because that's... It's, fe it's, it's well, a great film. It's a it is. I loved it. And I it think is he film. is brilliant in it, as he is in all films, because Kevin Spacey's he is just a one superb actor. One of the best actor. actors ever. Yeah. And, and that's... That I mean, you can't get away from the fact that no matter what he's done, he could be a child murderer. He's still an amazing actor. So where do you draw the line? And I reviewed this film and I felt that I had to address it. And again, this is just my opinion. So I come from a, the generation of I was born in the 60s. And... I struggled with with writing the review of it because I just wrote it like it is. And then I again, you know, I felt that I had to address the fact that Kevin Spacey is mm. the star of it. So I'm a huge Woody Allen fan. I think his early films, uh, Love and Death, one of my favourite films. I have refused three times now to review 
a new Woody Allen film because of the allegations made about him to his daughter. Because my own personal belief is something's not right there. Mm. And that's what I, this is just me. Okay. So I thought, well, why don't I have this problem with Kevin Spacey? Is it because he's gay and he abused men? So I can't really associate or myself did he with allegedly them. abuse them? Well, he, he says he didn't. And he said that he had an alcohol problem and he apologises for any harm that he did. Mm. and Because it's um, Anthony Rapp, the guy who's in the new um, Star Trek, mm. the one who plugs himself in. I can't think what his character's mm. called in it. But he was, I think he said he was 14 or 16 when Kevin Spacey threw him on a bed. Because I looked it up. I, I looked again yeah. just to make sure what what was what. He threw him on a bed and I think he tried to put his hand down his trousers. So he didn't he didn't rape him. You know, almost like, oh, God, you know, are this the categories of how bad it is. Did he did he anally rape him? That's the worst. Did he make him suck his cock? That's the next. But, you know, it's, you know, where do you hmm. draw the line? And I, I think that... You have to sometimes separate the art from from the deed, but then how can you do that? And I, I mean, a lot of people don't like Mel Gibson because he's yeah, yeah. he's racist. He hates Jewish people. Mm. He's he's open about it, but I really like Mel Gibson. I think he's a great actor and a fantastic director. But I don't like what he does mm. and I don't like what he stands for the same way that I don't like what Kevin Spacey did or, you know, what he's alleged to have done because it's all fallen through, yeah, isn't yeah. it? And the, I think that that still stands. The Star Trek yeah. guy is still it's still going through the courts. Um, Woody Allen has never been arrested. He's always said he's innocent. Oh, but there's something about that that's just made me go, oh, I don't want to, oh, Woody Allen, no, don't want to watch his stuff, don't want to review his stuff. Um, and I don't know how I would react if Kevin Spacey made a film next week and in a year they went, there you go, Kevin Spacey film to review. Hmm. And I, and right now I think, I would think, oh, I want to watch that, Kevin Spacey's in it. So I don't, I'm not making excuses for myself. I don't know what the answer is. And you've said before now about um, when we were kids, Gary Glitter was oh, the biggest pop star in Britain. I, and I still love, love Gary Glitter's Glitter. music now. I still love his music as a person. And what he's done is, is yeah. disgusting. Yeah. But I grew up listening to yeah. his music and the Glitter Band. Yeah. And I still, you can't suddenly go well you can't like that now because he's done that yes i can still like that but i cannot like him as a person yeah. and a roman polanski and is another disagree one. with what he's done obviously you know but you know he's an he won he's an oscar winner mm. after he's you know he's accused yeah. of raping a 13 year old and holding her hostage as well for like yeah. a couple of days. So where it it's a really difficult one and it and it overshadowed the film as well. As we're watching it, we were watching it, and it is a great film. It's a cracking film. It's a cracking film, and Kevin Spacey is fucking amazing, isn't yeah, he? He is really. Even good, yeah. now, there's a part of it where he tells the other guy a story about his wife, and you even it's never it's never finalized, is it? You don't ever find out if it's true or mm. not. Is it? Did that really happen, or was he just trying to get sympathy? His performance is it is it is amazing. And all the way through it, I was sitting there thinking, I've got to review this, I've got to review this, I've got to... And it, and it did make me... So I don't know what the answer is. Mm. I can't make excuses for myself, neither can I excuse them. The only thing I can say is, it's a great film, and yeah. his performance in it is amazing. Yeah. And that's, you know, we've both got... I feel Obviously like I should own... have vegan alert now. <laughs> we've got our own opinion on it, and, yeah. you know, the way that we, as you know... We just talked about it then we don't agree with what these people have done but we still enjoy the work that they've done and that's how we look at it and everybody looks at it in a different way and of course there's people out there that will go i'm never watching their mm. stuff again and that's fine that's your yeah. opinion of how you want to do it i think the big thing is is when 
so many people with all these different opinions of how they want to deal with this. Do you watch it? Do you not watch it? Do you do this, that and the other? Try to force their opinions as facts onto other people. Mm. You just... You, everybody's different and everybody views it in another His way. His career's over It's now, a good film. Isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's over. It, it's I, over. He'll never... I can't think you can die that it's not a good film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, putting it ev- is a cracking Putting film. everything to yeah. one side, it's a really good film. Yeah, it is. It's a really good film. Yeah. Another really good film, one that took us by surprise. We didn't know a thing about it. Uh, it's a smaller budget uh, indie film. I watched the trailer for it because, we, again, we get sense, you know, offered so much stuff. And a lot of the time, I go, oh, I've never heard of that. Um, watch you're the tra- talk, you're not going to talk about that creepy film, are you? Watch, watch the trailer. You're not going to talk about that one? Yeah. Oh. Watch the trailer. And I thought, oh, that looks quite interesting. Let's have a look at that. And it's called The Dark and the Wicked. No. Can I go outside? Now, we're, we're both big horror fans. No. Um, I'd say horror is my favourite genre. You know, growing up, I just like devoured every horror film that I could. And we've seen so much stuff over the years that it's all... We don't nothing, get nothing. Nothing scares. Nothing scares. Nothing I think I've anymore. talked about it before. The only really things that scare me is some video games, and that's because it's more. <laughs> into, you've seen me playing some I video games. I have seen you jump in and going fucking hell, and throwing the control. <laughs> what the fuck is that? And that's because it's more. It's more interactive. It's. It's not. You know, watching a film is a passive experience. Yeah, but do you isn't have it? to shit your pants? Well, yeah, when I get that scared, yeah. Oh, God. I do pause the game before I shit myself, though. <laughs> Usually, unless it's a particularly good scare. Don't move. And then it's poo and then pause. Poo and pause. Poo and pause. Uh, but this, I would say this film is the first film in quite a long time yeah. that's given me genuine oh, chills and gone, oh, that's a bit scary. It's, yeah. And we did watch it in the best possible way. You know, we've got a big telly, we've got surround sound. Watched it in complete darkness. <laughs> That was a mistake. <laughs> oh, and it's it's sort of the performances are great in it. Mm. I don't want to give too much away about the story. I don't want to spoil. If, I think it's one of those that the 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 less you know about it going mm. into it. Yeah. I think what you need to know is it's very character driven. It's very slow. Mm. It's not all whiz bang effects everywhere. There's no, a and lot there's of things because no, that... a lot of horror films now they they do that. Bang! Oh yeah, <laughs> don't they? And yeah. you you jump and you think. What the fuck did you do that? <laughs> yeah. It's just yeah. a genuine slow build but up. But things of do happen things. in it. There's now there's there's blood and gore in it, not a lot, but the little bits that are in it are very effective. Yeah. Things to do with just like a knife, do chopping you know stuff up with a knife. It reminded me of you're gonna you'll probably argue with me now, but in tone it reminded me a lot of Kill List. That hmm. slow build up. But then when something happens, it's really twisted and you go, oh, turn the light on. Well, I, know, I noticed with this, because we both loved it, but I've noticed reviews yeah. for this. And I think this is a sign of a good film. There's not many middling reviews. Mm. It seems to be people either really enjoy oh, it. It's very polarised. Or they think yeah. it's shit. They yeah. go, oh, this was boring and slow. Do and... you remember when The Innkeepers came out yeah. and everybody said... It was amazing, and we were like, "Oh, we got to watch this." And we did we go in the cinema to watch it? I can't remember. I can't remember. But I can remember us both going, "Well, this is a load of toss." Yeah, we didn't like Isn't it that... at all, did we? It was shit. So again, you know, everybody's got their yeah. own tastes and stuff, but we both really loved it. And as mm. a film that got the hairs on the back of my neck like rising, mm. which hasn't happened for yeah. a long time. Me too, as well. It was a really, really yeah. good film. Horrible, horrible, yeah. horrible. horrible. <laughs> Is <laughs> it because I went to a convent school? Anything to do remotely to do with like demonic possession? That is your weak point. It, isn't oh, it? I can't bear it. Uh, but but only if it's good. It's like um, Event Horizon. That and mm. that's spaceship demonic possession. But that bit near the end with Sam Neil with his skin coming off and he's on fire. I'm out of the room. <laughs> Fuck off, Sam Neil on fire. I am. Oh, it's scary. I and I and it is to do with you know Catholic. You're going to burn in hell. Hmm. That film, the one you've just been talking about, the the dark and the wicked, that is is a Catholic schoolgirl's absolute wet your pants nightmare. Hmm. Yeah. So it's really, I suppose, what horror depends on what you're, you know, like what what 
stuff that you saw when you were a kid, doesn't it? And well, what yeah, you and find what, scary. And what now. I mean, scary. Because yeah. it's it is it's like possession, not being in control. Something coming after you, and you can't stop it. It's gonna get you. That's yeah. what you know. Like it follows. Yeah, is probably like I hold it follows up really. Yeah, you know I really love that film, but it's um yeah an event horizon. Oh no, go away. <laughs> <laughs> and I do love Sam Neill. So if you want to be uh, if you want to be a little bit scared, don't watch. Or that. if you're watching it doesn't scare you again, send us an email. Let's know. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's always interesting, interesting to anything that we've talked Nobody about. Nobody will email you because they're all wankers, aren't you? Well, that's why because you just, just you've just offended everybody now. You just called them. They're wankers. all just sitting there going, "Yeah, I think I'll write an email to Dave. I think I'll write in to him in a funny voice like this." See, <laughs> see. So now this is hey, why I thought I thought because years ago. Yeah. I'm not sure if this was just Writer's Pitch House or if I did it at the beginning of 60MW. Yeah. We had, uh, I've even forgot the name, I think it was a Spreaker account. What's that? Where people could go. Um, and leave a message. And leave a voice message and would play it on the show. So I'm thinking of, of starting that again. Because Frederick in Sweden, bless him, he sent us a great voice message that was included on the yeah. latest Decade of Decadence show with me and Tom. So I thought, well, didn't if... Tom get stalked by that woman though? And they were hilarious, weren't they? The messages <laughs> she used to leave him about him like shagging sheep and how she was gonna yeah. like rape him when he came to Wales yeah. and and she really fancied him and she'd been looking at his picture and licking it and stuff. Well you would do if you saw a picture of Tom, it's the first thing I think of. He's here next week. Yeah. Yeah, I can, I can actually lick him if I want to. Are you going to lick him? I might do. Why not? I wouldn't if I was you. He's quite hairy. Well, true. Yeah. I'd have to find a bit that wasn't hairy and lick that one. <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> I'm going to tell him that you said that. I'll tell him myself. Oh, come here, Tom. Come here. Give me a little lick. Oh, let me lick your non-hairy bits. Oh, <laughs> that'd be like inside his bottom. So, hole. yeah, I'm thinking I might do that. And, I think and that's a great idea. And then if, you know, anybody that can't be asked, go, oh, I'm not going to an email you can just get on your phone and go as simple as leaving a voice message and are you uh, going to demand that they use some sort of you do have to talk like honey no you have to you have to end every 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 sentence every sentence in say say (laughs) if you're a girl you have to talk like that (laughs) that would be uh, so can you imagine if if people did do it if we do set that up again uh keep an eye on our twitter and i'll put it on the website yeah, do it, Dave. Do it. And let's, I'll leave messages all the time. <laughs> let's, let's hear your voices and we'll play them on the show. And respond, obviously, to whatever messages you send. We always respond to everybody, Emails, don't tweets. We? Yeah, I always yeah. respond. Yeah, Because you know, we're nice, not? aren't we? No, it'd be rude not to. Are we, it? Joe Rogan? Are we fuck? No. How we're can you not. tell? Because we've got fuck all money. Fuck That's all you money. Can tell. <laughs> fuck all. Hello. I'm dropping myself into the edit to correct myself. It is not Spreaker. It's SpeakPipe. That is what I was trying to think of. And when we finished recording, I set up a SpeakPipe account for 60MW. Thanks to our glorious webmeister, Michael Oglesby, it's now on our website. So if you visit 60MW.co.uk, either on a computer or on your phone, and you go to any page on there, a little speak pipe button will pop up and it really is just one click and record. Just click on that, leave us a voice message. You've got up to 90 seconds to leave us a message. Pop your name at the end of it and that's it. No other details are taken. It's all fine and it's really quick and easy to do. And if you want to leave us a voice message for any particular show, just let us know in the voice message. This is for the entertainment show, Decade of Decadence, whatever show you want to do. Otherwise, if it's just a general one, we'll probably answer them, I don't know, probably maybe in the, in the next one that we're, we're recording. So and, uh, unless it's for a particular show, um, well, just let us know if it is or if it isn't. We'd love to hear from you about anything at all. It'd be good. And so Michael set that up as soon as we finished recording. I tweeted about it and immediately we had a voice message left to us. Thank you. Thank you, Dave, up there in the northeast of England. And so I shall disappear and let you listen to our first speak pipe, not Spreaker, message. And then once you've listened to Dave, we'll get back to the show with me and Tina. Greetings, everybody of 60 Minute Towers. Dave here, Yellow Bug on Twitter. Um, thanks for all the 
entertainment while I'm out on my daily walks, guys. Keep it up. Um, by the way, I usually do quite long walks, so keep the podcasts nice and long. About three, three and a half hours would be lovely. Speak to you all later, you filthy animals. Bye. Have you anything else? Because I know we always end talking about our favourite thing. We agree on our favourite thing. And yes. considering this is over a three-month period, this is quite... What a no-brainer. Isn't it? You'd have to be, you'd have to be like, I don't know. Somebody... Margaret Thatcher to not pick this. <laughs> From Arrow Films, another 4K UHD release of theirs, True Romance. True Romance. A film which I have loved since I first watched it, VHS, hmm. rented it on VHS, owned it on X-Rental VHS, owned it on Laserdisc, got it on DVD. Um, I didn't think I got it on Blu-ray for some reason, but now we got... You know, the check disc of this is we have got what a film. Yeah, it's a great it's, film. It's one of my all-time favourite films. It's everything. I love everything about it. I love the soundtrack to it. I think that is great. Yeah. I love the actors, the acting, the script, the cinematography, the direction by Tony Scott. Everything. I can't fault it. And it's it's one of those films, the, the story as a whole is really good but the story is split up into so many little tiny sections that each section i'm going oh my god i love this bit with drexel in the club or you, you're talking about um oh, the the fight scene at the end which is good because it's got mm. the uncut version in this mm. as well yeah um the scene with one of the most amazing dialogue scenes ever put on film with dennis hopper and christopher mm. walken Two guys just delivering dialogue. And the dialogue's amazing by Quentin Tarantino. Um, but the delivery of it, just little facial movements. Den both of them, Dennis Hopper and Christopher Walken, are amazing in that. So you're watching that, oh my God, this is great. And then you're thinking, oh, it's this scene next as well. And it's constantly mm. that. You're watching a really yeah. good scene. And then you're thinking, oh my God, there's this great scene for it. And it's all the way through right to the end. So what you're saying is you like a love story. It is another love story. Yeah, it's a great love story, isn't it? It's yeah. and it's violent, especially well, in the yeah. director's cut as well. Yeah. Um, it's good the different because there was another ending. There was the ending that Tarantino wanted, mm. and Tony Scott said, "No, we're having this ending," mm. uh, which I'm not going to give away just in case there is. Oh, I would imagine if you haven't seen True Romance already, you where have any, you been? Anybody listening to you know any film shows that we do? So I'll, I'll, okay, I'll tell you. The original ending <laughs> Quentin Tarantino wrote is that uh, Christian Slater's character dies in the Mexican shoot-off and then Alabama uh, goes off with mm. the money. And Tony Scott said, no, they, you know, we've lived with these kids mm. all the way through the film. We can't let him die. He has to be alive and, you know, we've got to give him a happy ending. And they did, and even Quentin Tarantino said, "Yeah, yeah, he was right." Yeah. He this said, is, "Doesn't it? It, yeah. it works good for that Tony Scott film." He yeah. said, "If if Tarantino himself had directed it, it would be a totally different film, yeah. and it would have his original." It wouldn't ending. have been as good. It wouldn't. I don't think it would have been no. as good. No. No, it would have been up its own arse and too talky. <laughs> and how how much do we miss Tony Scott, oh, who God, was yeah. such a great director of action films and? so sadly missed by especially people our age because nobody makes a film like tony scott oh, did i i mean always it, visually stunning, oh yeah absolutely and and always like you know artsy action mm. wasn't it really but um you could always tell it, it almost like it was a a B movie with class, yes, wasn't it <laughs> yeah. really? Yeah. yeah, Tony Scott is because he committed suicide, mm. didn't he? he? Threw himself off a bridge, didn't he? Um, yeah, very sad that, and what a shame. So, as I have said several times before, with you know have, having lost my best friend Steve to suicide, that uh, just to put you all on a downer. If you're feeling it, just talk to somebody. Mm, yeah, talk, yeah. Talk to your mate, talk to your mam, talk to your brother, your sister. Talk to somebody. To anybody. And tell them you need yeah, some help. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because yeah. the world is a much better place with you in it. Mm. Yeah. yeah, no matter what you might think. Yeah, unless you're Boris Johnson, of course. Well, yeah, there is. Mr. McVeigh. There's always exceptions in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this, this looks and sounds amazing. 
It um, does. The costume, the the clothes that the colours really pop. Alab- yeah, yeah, I mean, when Clarence's, they go to LA, Clarence's Hawaiian shirt yeah, has never yeah. looked as good yeah. as it does in this release. And you get to see a little bit more Elvis in this, I think, because he's very much in the shadows. Yeah, but because the picture is so pingy, mm. that gold lamy jacket is gold, yeah. isn't it? It's yeah. yeah, and it's still you know for when it was made, obviously it's still got that keeps the film grain in there there's still a layer of film grain in it because mm. a lot of people go oh, it's 4k disc and it's a bit grainy well it's not all i didn't notice that at all no it's only it's only a fine in it it depends you know on what film stock and everything and mm. it, there's so many factors that go into it but it just it looked so good and we've both seen it so many times and yeah. we both commented how, yeah. how good it looks and how, yeah. how good and it sounds as well yeah, yeah. It's brilliant. the yeah. sound was brilliant on and it. the extras on it are great as yeah. well yeah, yeah so it's a great going. package yeah it is yeah so, yeah, that's the uh, same recommendation for us both to finish yeah, off. absolutely. So the next show, we keep saying it might be a two-month one, it might be a three-month one, we don't <laughs> know. We stick to our own <laughs> our own timetable. Depends what happens, doesn't it? We'll oh, see. The next show is just going to be about Ingmar Bergman. Yeah, the eight films will go in depth. But like you said, we'll tease by saying we have got a really good story. A really good story about, about Ingmar Bergman. Yeah, we have. So for everything that we talked about, there's loads more reviews 60mw.co.uk numerical 60 not alphabetical haven't said that for a while uh, all the links to our social media are on there everything else that we do I've kicked off the world tour again we've had a couple of world tour photographs sent to us Sean in America sent us one from Tennessee uh, Frederick sent us one from Sweden if you sat there thinking what the fuck is the world tour go to the website and have a look you lazy twats and this uh, <laughs> influence on you there's, well you've already called the listeners wankers so i'll yeah. just call them lazy twats too uh, there's a world tour segment on there go to it have a look it's really easy to join in uh i want to put as many pins in it now the world's starting you know moving Is around it, a bit have, more. They, have we all got to take our pants off to be in it though, like if you, if you want to it's, it's up to you just because frederick took his pants off and took a picture naked there that's got people going to the website now hasn't yeah. it naked frederick uh, yes but, he's rather handsome frederick as well and uh Summer wouldn't be summer without seeing Frederick's ass. It wouldn't. Me, you know? no, no, it's become an annual tradition. Yeah, that, that we see his little yeah. blonde hairy ass. Yes, it's not summer unless yeah. we've seen Frederick's yeah. butt cheeks. Yeah. yeah, very nice butt cheeks. They, they are. are. They're very well. good. Yeah, yeah, very good. Very good. Well done, Frederick. Yes, they, they make good butt cheeks in Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, join in. It's really, it's really easy to do. You don't have to be in the picture if you don't want to. But get our card up wherever you live. And we'll put a pin on there. It's all explained on the website, 60mw.co.uk. We'd like you to be in the picture, though, so we can see you. It'd be nice. It would be, you know, but if your camera's shy, just pop the card in the picture and in front of wherever it is around you or wherever you're visiting. If you're going on holiday, it's prime time to do it. Mm-hmm. There's there's loads of places in the world we've already got the pictures, but it'd be good to fill in more. Twitter, I've already mentioned. Instagram's the same name, both of those, at uh, 60MW Podcast. Follow us on there for all sorts of reasons. Stuff goes on there. Mm. And keep an eye open, I might get the Spreaker account started. What's it called? Spreaker? Spreaker. If it's still going, I haven't, I'm saying this. I'm sure there's a different one. Yeah, but if if not that, maybe a way that if you don't want to write us an email, you God, can... what if that crazy woman finds out about yeah. it and starts leaving Tom? I bet she does. I bet, I bet she'll be even worse this worse time. Worse with the messages. <laughs> I bet, I bet she'll... Sp- she might even have sound effects and all sorts oh, no. this time. God, you think she's got a soundboard close to her from when she... she'd leave those messages? Oh, God, imagine that. That would be terrible. She professionally leaves messages for Tom and he's really, really scared like he genuinely was last time. <laughs> 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 oh, dear. Oh, dear. And on that note, we shall disappear until next time. So thank you for listening, and uh, we'll be back in two months, maybe. You think, what, when is it now? What time of day is it? Well, this is the show for May, June and July, so it'll be the August, Did, September. Oh, September. So we'll be recording it maybe in October. <sighs> That's a nice thought, isn't it? Night's yeah. drawing in. Yeah. Cold. Winter. Cold. Winter. Yeah. Winter in Wales. Winter in... Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Frozen sheep. When yeah. we look out Halloween. the bedroom window. Halloween. Halloween. That's good then. Yeah. Bonfire night. That's all right then. Crimus. No, no. Crimus. Crimus. Crimus closer. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's back her off. Uh, we'll be back soon. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Farewell.